We're back. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Season two. It's been a week. It's been a long time. It's been so long. It feels way too long. But guess what? We're here. And we're back for more. Hey, hey. And this song fucking jams. We had to choose this song for the opening. This is the song of 2021. Has to be. Soccer season. We are too deep. We are your hosts. PK. Caruso. <laughs> but as you guys know, all the music eventually has to turn down. And we have to start off with the show. But guess what? We're excited to be back and we got a stack lineup for you today. Oh my god. Uh, it's been it feels like it's been too long, but mm. uh straight back into it with the next beer guinness extra stout we decided we looked at the list from last season (laughs) and we saw that a lot of them i'm pretty sure all of them were light beers there was no real like heavy dark beer besides Um, the ipas right yeah besides the ipas but those aren't like heavy beers those are like their own category you know so we we decided to get guinness you know rate it so let's get them cracked open oh baby oh yes is mine oh yeah beauty cheers dude cheers let's go ooh i like that that's gas that's i i feel like i've had it before but no, i've had guinness before i feel like i'm I, it's like i taste like wood almost like firewood no it's got like that you know like a darker taste. Yeah. It's rich I'm getting though. I'm getting it's firewood, bro. I'm getting firewood. Regardless, <laughs> we wanted to also let you guys know that you might be hearing something a little different. The room sounds a little different. But that's because yeah. we're not at the soccer house. We're not in my room. We are on an away trip in Vermont in a hotel room recording live in front of a studio audience. A studio audience, not packed out, but not packed. Just, just a few guys. The boys, the roommates. You know, it is what it is. Listening in, but we figured it would be like a nice little touch, just to switch up, spice it usual. up for season two. You know. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of season two, obviously, I think it'd be nice to go over <sighs> that finale, bro. <laughs> Dude, so so you guys know we always just usually have a couple beers. But we decided to just go balls to the wall, fucking get a whole bottle of Jameson, 0.75, and just yeah. split it between the two of us. Yeah. In under two hours. Yeah, that, which is the crazy. I mean, we killed it in under two hours. Ugh. So obviously, I'm sure anyone who has listened could confirm that you could sort of tell that yeah. we're starting to fly off the rails <laughs> <laughs> towards the latter part. Yeah, that finale. But Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'd be lying if I would sit here and say that I remembered the rest of the night, because there was. I, I think I hung out at someone's house later in the night, and like <laughs> there were bits and pieces I really didn't remember. Even right after we finished recording, I walked outside and apparently had like a conversation with Breezy and Andres. I was I, I don't remember that. I was there. I don't. We had we had a, we had a conversation. <laughs> No, it was, it was, uh, it was, we definitely had mm-hmm. a lot. 
to say I mean we finished the bottle. Yeah, and guess what? <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for the season two finale. Because I'm ready to get that fucked up again, bro. Oh my god. It was that was that was a blast. But I mean I enjoyed doing these Yeah, two obviously way episodes, more chill. Way know? more chill. One hundred percent. But I I've I've had bottles before. I've split bottles with between people before, so you know, it is what it is, but um I think we're gonna start it off, man. Yeah. So we wanted to kind of talk about uh, from our past leadership and, and what that kind of means to us as as people who have been part of sports teams, yeah. um, been involved in things in our schools before, and even within our friend groups. You know, there's there's people who kind of come out as leaders, people who we've seen as leaders, and we kind of wanted to discuss a little bit about what we see in leaders, what we're looking for yeah. in leaders, and I don't know, maybe even what makes a good leader in our eyes. Yeah. So. For me, I think a leader doesn't necessarily have to have a title. So I know that obviously if you're the captain of your team or the president of something, Mm -hmm. and I'm you know, we've both been involved in a lot of extracurriculars in our time, but I think that a leader is is more than just, just a title. It's someone that you look up to, someone who you follow, someone who you respect Someone who's a role model, yeah, and who has an influence over people around them. So I I know a lot of different leaders over the course of my time doing, especially obviously in soccer, who I've looked up who I've looked up to who aren't necessarily the captain of the team, but they're just guys who are role models, yeah, and they really have an impact on who you are, and they set an example for how you're supposed to act and and it almost influences the way you act and changes you as 100%. I think especially what you said I think that just cuz somebody is necessarily assigned either a group leader or like you were saying a captain or if let's say you're in a club or something the president just because somebody is assigned the pinnacle of the leadership in that role does not mean that there could be other leaders within that group. And yeah. I think to bring on what you said, it's 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 about their personality. It's about how they go about themselves. It's about, you know, if they see somebody maybe slacking, it's not, okay, let's push that guy to the side and let's hype up the other guys. It's let's work on this kid, make sure he's okay, get him a little better, and then making sure the group as a whole is a leader. Um, but kind of wanted to also touch on, on my side of things or what I think is, Yes, you might have people who could be leaders within that group, but especially if you are either assigned or become you have the that leader, you, have, that you have the title. Like you're saying a leader doesn't need a title, but if you have the title, there's a certain expectation in my eyes that I need out of a leader or I can't follow them. Yeah. Obviously, there's the charisma and the X factor that you know, certain people have, but I'm not going to talk about that because there's a lot of variables um, with that subject. But for me personally, it's somebody who is approachable. Mm-hmm. Someone who, if you have an issue, you can go up to them, you can talk to them, and they will genuinely sit down or whatever and have a conversation with you one-on-one to try to find the best solution, not only for that person, because I don't want a leader who's just like, okay, yeah, uh, you can have this and you can have this and, and just give, give, give. There obviously needs to be a point in time where they say, no, you know, it's, it's, 
I'm I'm the end all be all here. Exactly. Tough decisions. Exactly. So I think that a leader needs to be able to make those tough decisions, but it's not always give the person what they want. It's not always do whatever I want. It's in every single situation you find the best solution for both parties. Yeah. And I think that is an attribute of a leader that is very very difficult and can only come through experience. But it's something that, in my eyes, if somebody, if I see like a, a captain or a, a leader of whatever I'm taking part in, just kind of bullshitting, not caring, saying yes to some people, or just being a straight up dickhead, bro, fuck that guy, bro. I'm yeah. not gonna. Come on. <clears throat> well, I think when you when you get assigned that title, as as you said, I think it's a uh, like it it there's a lot of weight that comes extra weight that comes with it you know and you you get you get a you get given this responsibility it's not something that you've just been uh yeah some people like, are just, given it though like i feel like like a lot of times especially if it's one person and not like a vote if it's one person appointing a leader like let's say you're working at a job right yeah and you're hiring manager uh, that like there's a new uh, leader position like a supervisor position open right it's probably going to only be an interview with maybe the plant manager you know or hr yeah. like maybe two three people and you get assigned to that role it's not like the entire company is voting on who that next supervisor is going to be so a lot of the time it's like okay now you have this new guy in this new role who might not know how to be a leader so how well, I I understand yeah. that I know I'm ta- I w- what I was saying in that sense where you're not necessarily selected for mm-hmm. that it's more so um, like the leaders who don't have an, a name you know like the oh, the, okay. the kind of guys that that we see on our teams or or in in a group setting or a work environment in which there there's that one guy that you look up look up to who's not necessarily quote unquote the captain hmm. or the supervisor yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But then let's say you're given that role. It comes with weight. You know, you get given this responsibility that gets put on your shoulders, whether it's by a group of people or you're appointed, like you said. And I think there's like what you said, It you have to be able to make those difficult decisions yeah. as a leader. And it, it's a tough responsibility. It really is because... You have to take a group of it could range from a few people to a whole team, let's say. Yeah. Which not not even just a soccer team, but maybe a team of fifty, sixty, set or like let's say you're the CEO of a company. I yeah, mean that's especially, ton- yeah. Hundreds of workers, thousands. Yeah. Tons of workers that you have to lead. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to make difficult decisions along the way. You have to set an example and you basically have to take on this how do i put it you're not their friend you're their boss well but and, and if that, you're like but that's, that's just talking about ceo type well, shit yeah yeah but even as like uh let's say you're a captain it's also you have to give up a little bit of that friend side yes and you have to be more of the you know the boss yeah and sometimes that could be difficult. That's extremely difficult yeah. because you may have developed, uh, even if you were not a leader or in a leadership position prior to being given that role, mm-hmm. and then you get put into that, and you have people who you know who are under you now that you're technically leading, 
and they were your friends, let's say, for, for a long time, for years at a time sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that could be difficult to make that transition. Yeah, because now you're not just being their friend, someone who's just being goody with them. Now you're someone who's either A, telling them what to do or setting rules for them to follow. Yeah. And that can definitely break relations, not necessarily break relationships, but shift it and change the dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, so, that, I mean, that's kind of our views on like, you know, what we expect in leaders, but we've both held leadership positions. Um, as you guys know, I was the president of my fraternity, but even before that, I was the vice president. Um, I've had leadership positions. I was captain of, uh, of my high school team. Um, I was... Uh, baritone section leader for the choir if you know what that means congrats if you don't whatever I'm not gonna explain it but um, you know and and all of those experiences obviously culminating to me being the president I learned things here and there what's good what's not good what should I be doing differently and also looking up to other people um, even seeing my dad you know obviously I'd see my dad as a leader he's the guy who you know raised me essentially not essentially actually yeah <laughs> him and my mom um, and I see him as a leader, and obviously there's things that I can pick from him, and because he's a he's a re, or the national sales director for Pfizer, yeah. you know he's That's a leader. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two different types of leaders. Exactly, right there. a father and and a, a national sales director. You know, yeah. obviously he has some things, and he'll he he might bring those things home and maybe talk to me a little bit like a, like a worker or something like that. And I've discussed this with him. Like, listen, like I'm not your worker I'm your son like I'm I have an unreasonable love towards you like and I'm always gonna follow what he says because he's my dad right yeah. as my boss I might have my own opinion but you know it, it's and that's and he's gotten so much better when I when I talk with him about it and and it's all about growth as well as a leader and that's another thing about being approachable is what I was talking about there's yeah. times where people in my fraternity would come up to me like listen this isn't going well for me. I can't come to meetings because I have to pay for my family's food each week. I have to do X, Y, and Z for my family. I have work. I have this. I can't come to meetings. Can I take off the fine? Can I do this? Can I do that? And I'll work with them like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. We have a guy, our treasurer. I mean, I believe you guys heard him before, Abdel. Like, like obviously in fraternities, you have to pay money. You have to pay dues and things like that. But it's not always like... You know, pay now, pay now, pay now. Guys got fucking problems. You got to be able to listen to people's problems and then make a, a general or make an honest decision that's going to not only benefit you or not only benefit the person that you're trying to help out, but also, you're, you're, you know, at the end of the day, I'm the president of this fraternity. The fraternity for me comes first. Yeah. Right. So obviously he's a part of my fraternity. So I'm going to try to do whatever I can to make sure he's okay. But that's where that and, that's where those hard decisions that compromise comes from. And and when you're in that leadership position, you have to make decisions that are best for the group or per se company collective. Yes. Like you have to you have to try to make sure to do ultimately what's best for yeah. what's gonna work. Whatever you're yeah, involved exactly. in. And Sometimes that involves making extremely difficult decisions as we spoke about before, but yeah, I think that it's definitely something that obviously changes depending on what what leadership position you're in and you know that all these let's say you're you're a leader in on this on a captain on the soccer team, those responsibilities are different than 
you being yeah. the president of your fraternity or the CEO of a company or a supervisor in the company. Whatever. It, it all changes. Or a father. Yeah. But I think even though all of those responsibilities may be different, in the end, whoever is in that leadership position should always be the person or a person that is looked up to and is respected by everyone. Because if you have a leader that either A, isn't respected, or B, is known for doing shitty things, or has a background in um, like some touchy subjects, some, some things, and, and maybe not appeals to the general public, right? You start, you start going into that, then you know nine times out of 10, that person's probably gonna get fired. Because yeah. unless you are, like you said, the CEO, even though there's still the board of advisors who technically oversees the CEO, right? There's always going to be somebody higher. So yeah. if enough people come together below and say, hey, listen, this guy isn't cutting it, right? He's a dickhead. He's not listening to me. He's making his own decisions. They're going to go to the higher up and you're going to get fired. Yeah. Right? But you have some people who are able to reach out to everybody and get everybody on the same page. And those are the people that have jobs for 20, 25, 30 years. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's the difference between just a leader and essentially a, leader, a dictator. A, good, you a know? good leader and a bad leader. Yeah. That's the difference. And I think you pretty much covered all the points Yeah, and, for what really defines a good leader. Yeah. And I think that you can even tie this into today's age um, with politics. Yeah. Because I, I'm not well-versed. I may have said this before. I'm not well-versed in politics. I don't watch the news every day. I don't read articles online every day for five hours a day. I am obviously on Twitter, so I get the important things here and there. And obviously, I know we discussed in our social media episode, Twitter might not be the best place to yeah. a, to acquire news, uh, genuine news information. But I well, think other that these, news sources yeah, aren't necessarily the best either. Yeah, right? I mean, clickbait and whatever. Yeah. But regardless... I think that politicians are can definitely be considered leaders as they are the people making decisions, making laws and everything for, you know, America, the place that we're living in. Yeah. And I think in my opinion, they all suck. From what I've seen. Obviously well, there's yeah. people here and there that, you know, I agree with, but I in general, I do not like the way politics are today. I think they do it all wrong and it's not well it's just trash well i mean you know my opinion on this i think that it's all mm -hmm. a bunch of lobbyists or just paid organizations and companies and massive corporations who pay off these politicians to enact the policies that they want to be enacted and i mean in the end it's all money i think it i don't Honestly, these are our quote-unquote world leaders, right? Alleged. <laughs> Alleged world leaders. Yeah. Obviously, we spoke about in our finale and in the past how I believe that's all bullshit, that there's people above them who pay them off, which is basically lobbying. I mean, at a yeah. legal level, it's lobbying. Because, I mean, we're focusing in more on American politics. Yes. Because, obviously, in other countries, there are different political situations and different governments mm -hmm. that operate non-democracies yeah know. exactly but just based on our government so i have a question and, for you yeah so 
I guess this is my personal opinion, but I feel like every time I watch anything to do with politics, it's, or not politics, politicians specifically, the people, anytime I see videos or clips of anything, whether they're in the Senate saying something or it's a debate, the main, like, thing is that they're, like, trying to shit on the other person. It's never, like, they're just trying to say, listen, let's all work together and let's all figure out. I know it's supposed to be, I want to be the governor, I want to be the president, I want to be Nothing's this, so it's one person. Nothing's bipartisan so, anymore. So I, I, I get basic. that, but why? I feel like it's so stupid to instead of saying, hey, listen, these are my genuine ideas, this is what I'm literally going to be doing, X, Y, and Z, lay it all out so that the people know what you're going to fucking do and understand that you have a plan rather than, oh, uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, her emails are sus. You know, well, 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 like or like, where, oh, Joe Biden is sleepy Joe, and like I, I get, like I just, you well, know, said Trump the, twice essentially. Now, now but there's, it's it, it's back and forth. They both well, do it. Now, you have to realize it's. it's so I, I, I should say I'm sorry. How my because I started this with yeah. a question and went on with a rant, but so the question after all the context is, how do you feel about politicians using shitting on the other politician as a tactic for benefiting themselves? Rather than just expressing of how good of a person they are. I think the modern American politics has turned into party versus party, Democrat versus Republican. And nothing's bipartisan anymore. I think it's all, it's all trying to compete in pushing for a country that fits more of what let's say now in a democrat run government like pushing for policy and arguments that benefit the democratic party or when trump was in office and the first two years especially when the republicans controlled the house and the senate and and held obviously the presidential seat mm. that's where you saw the republicans take control of what what kind of country they want to live in and i think that now because of the political climate that we're in everything is turned into democrat versus republican especially since the average republican has moved further right and the average democrat has moved further left you're mentioning this moving further and further away yeah you're mentioning this in the finale and that and the problem with that is now people disagree more and more on policy it's spreading and let's say there's a democrat democratic policy voted on in the house all republicans vote against it or literally 95 percent of them vote against it yeah or same thing vice versa right Mm -hmm. and that's an issue because in the end the politicians are supposed to work together but like i said everything is becoming so divided but but then again for me, it's all just corporations lobbying, trying to push yeah. for a certain agenda. I think there's a deeper meaning behind it mm-hmm. in the sense – I was talking my conspiracy theories about how I think the elites are trying to uh, take complete control over us and how I think China's involved. There's a lot of different players. <laughs> I, I know I, I start sounding like I'm some kind of maniac, but – in the end, 
basically on short terms it's like the left is moving further left the right is moving moving further right making it harder for them to agree on policy yeah and then that's where you get all this nonsense that you see and then the media i mean you watch you turn on cnn it's like all just bashing it's almost comedy yeah. Watching them That's bash, what I'm bash, the, common, bash the Republicans. It's a fucking reality and, TV and show Trump almost. Yeah. And then and then talk push their policy and then the Democrat uh, the, then you turn on Fox News and it's vice versa. It's like constantly like bashing Joe Biden or the liberals or AOC. Snowflakes. Just like yeah, it just, it's it's it's, vi- it's bo- on both sides. It's like you're watching a comedy show. I feel like I'm laughing at the TV screen when I'm watching mm. e- both of those. Then you go on Twitter, it's like the same shit. You have clickbait titles. Yeah, YouTube, a- everything. There's yeah, and so stupid. But and, and it sucks because this is like a serious. This is our country, right? Yeah. This is policy that literally impacts us. Whether we, obviously, a lot of legislation won't directly impact us, but over time, it does. It changes. Yeah, it changes how society operates. It changes how this what this country is. Yeah. And it's sad to see that we're seeing these extremes kind of have a bigger role in our current society. And yeah. I mean, you know, I, my opinion's more, uh, that's a more yeah. laid back approach. My, I'm more of a free, obviously for, for my own political beliefs, I consider myself currently a more libertarian Although I do believe that there should, it, it, I'm sort of, it's it's hard to describe me because I'm very uh, centrist in terms of social issues. Yeah. I'm a little bit more right in terms of like economic policy, mm-hmm. but I do kind of fit more of a libertarian kind of political ideology in which I support freedom and Mm-hmm. Your free free markets, freedom to do yeah. free speech, but do that's whatever. more just America as a whole. They can't really well, that's change the problem. that. Well, they're trying to change that, right? You see this with censor censorship, mm-hmm. right, on social media, and obviously there's that argument in which they're private corporations. But now these things have become such a big player, in which they're they're becoming massive media. Yeah. I mean, you said you use Twitter as your basically your your source that of is information. my main source of information yeah and that's the problem people are using this as their source of information and it's becoming a serious issue because now they're censoring certain people not censoring others and i think that's bullshit because that's going against the constitution i think that people people don't realize people don't realize how valuable and how smart the founding fathers were in in developing the constitution yeah i think it's so brilliantly dude wasn't that in like 17 bullshit yeah (laughs) like think about so they were talking about muskets bro when they said the right to carry arms they're talking at a time where people had a fucking chug gunpowder into the fucking barrel like you have to have two minutes to load a fucking gun right right it takes you two minutes to load a gun by the time you're done loading the gun, you're not fucking angry at the motherfucker shooting at anybody. When you're angry, and nowadays you have a fucking Glock, you can pull it out and pull the trigger in two seconds. Yeah. So well, it's I different. Mean, I think the Constitution's bullshit. I it's disagree. fucking dumb as fuck. I, How is it not? I mean, obviously we have the Bill of Rights, no, but there's and a, we there's have a amendments reason, and things like that, but reason, shit's got to change. 
there's a in well, my what, opinion. what do you think should change in the constitution because i disagree i think that our right to okay we can focus in let's say on the I second, think guns, on the second Amendment. i think guns are stupid I disagree. I think you should have the right to bear arms. Why I think not? you should have the right to bear arms, but it should be specific arms. Why a motherfucker got to have an well, AR, that's, dog? That's 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 pretty much. I I I I kind of agree with where. Why, you're why does from. he need? Why does he need I, a fucking Barrett fifty cow? I agree with w- what you're saying, right? But if you look at the statistics, let's say of the people who cause that, now, there's a reason as to why. If you ask most. Let's take. Let's look at like the right wing, standard conservative, far right person who's like, yeah, like I, I want an AR. I'm not like, Trump, I need an AR, and I fuck but my why, sister. But why do they? <laughs> why do they own a gun like that? And they say and self. They say self defense. They say self defense. But those aren't the people who are the mass shooters that you see. Also, take. Take note of this recently. When's the you know we don't we haven't seen mass shootings as of late. There just were eight Asians killed. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, well, yeah, no, no, no. It I, literally just happened <laughs> the other day. Okay, okay. Sorry. Good fact check. By the way, God. By the way, fucking we racist, got, we got, bro. We got we got fact check. Okay, I, I got fact check. Okay. Never. But okay. So their their reasoning is self protection. Yes. Now, let's say for. Obviously, now, I, th- I have a different opinion on this than you because I'm more of a conspiracy theorist, right? Let's say the government decides. The, the reason why that was enacted was in order to protect the average citizen yeah, your from land. their government. Yeah, your land. Yeah, and you should have the right to protect yourself as long... Obviously, if you... The, the problem with regulating that is hypothetically then a government could have complete control over their citizens which is not which i disagree with completely i i don't think that the government should have complete control yeah. because then you're starting to cross some boundaries communism yeah and, and that's that's the problem right and when but you when you start true communism and, and is problem, not bad the problem with getting rid of no 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 you're Our right you're thing. right Marxism on paper is by Great. far the best system in the world, but, but it never, never works out never. that way. It never works out because that humans way. are because selfish, hum- you fucking yeah. po- political assholes. Humans are imperfect, and communism is based on a utopian society. Now, you obviously you got you got to try to prevent that at at this point because you have to take that into account. That yes. humans aren't perfect, so that's why the Second Amendment is there now. Because humans aren't perfect. Because humans aren't perfect. No one's perfect. Everyone's selfish. We're selfish at heart. Yeah, but like, bro, there should be... That's why there needs to be some change, bro. When they wrote it down, I'm telling you, when they wrote the fucking... What? Fuck. The Constitution. (laughs) When they wrote the Constitution, they're talking about muskets. They didn't even think that fully automatic rifles could even, like, exist. Well, I understand, but now... So then, should they not exist on a military no level. of course they have to exist okay, on a military yeah, level because that the role of a fucking so military guy is to fucking well, murder okay, the other now, side now so they don't is, come invade our land my, this is now i'm going to bring up my biggest argument as to why i support the second amendment it's because let's say you take that away and the, the government decides to confiscate all automatic rifles mm-hmm. right you're never going to be able to get rid of every single one of obviously assault rifles and who's going to 
who's going to give who's not going to give in their rifles the people most likely those people well, who well, would do the mass shootings I disagree right? so listen 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 so if you have a rifle you have to be registered yeah. so they can look at all the registered rifles and they can come to your fucking house and say give not me the necessarily goddamn. the black market that's what I'm saying those are the ones that you obviously you can't try and that's and that's that's where you start crossing into the mass shooting bound that you're you're kind of pa- crossing into that threshold of illegal ownership. Well, we don't, and we, then those are the people that cause harm. Not right? always, not now, always. I, know I not remember always. some sometimes fucking guy took his some, parents' gun. Sometimes you know? it's kids that fucking take their parents' gun and fucking go shoot, up, shoot, up, shoot school. up the school. Yeah, fucking yeah. I, well, I get that, and I understand that part of the argument, but I just can't. The, the reasoning as to why it's there, is to prevent, the it's. It's to prevent your government from turning on you. And the government's we not. Can't, we can't. We can't. That's see not that. today's it's age, bro. That's am, not no, no, today's no, but age. That's, that's easy to say. We've been in the United that's, States for like 250 that's, years. That's the government's easy, not going to come knocking on my door and come to kill me. That's easy to say now. But the way the political cycle works and the way the world works in terms of. Uh, what's the saying? Fuck. It's like. Like uh, strong, oh, bad times create strong. Yes, men. I've heard it. It's, I don't think strong. that's the exact one, but you, you, it, I know what you're saying. Like, and then it's like strong men create good times. Good times create weak, weak men. Weak men create bad times. It's like a cycle. You, and it's a cycle, right? Okay. And then eventually, weak men create. I think we're 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 kind of seeing the weakness of our current society. And we're starting to see how times think think about it right now. What's a better time to live in like now or like 20, 30 years ago? Obviously now you want to be the most advanced. I'm I'm talking about like political climate. What's what's, Who's a, the president what's a better 20, time? 30 years ago. I need to be put into place. I mean, okay, so give me JFK we go back and he gets 20... glocked in the head. That's well, that's the time. 60s. I wish I was in the 60s. I mean the six. I mean if you think about it. 60s were post world post Vietnam War, United States. That was bad though. Was it was bad. bad. That the, it was Vietnam bad, was but it was good. but it was also like it, that's where America was the land of fucking opportunity. I mean, that's when my what? my grandparents. That's when my grandparents came here. That's when a lot of really a lot of the yeah. Post, when did like Ellis post, Island like when was that a thing? That was earlier. That was in the early. 20s, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Live studio audience gave us a fact check. <laughs> so that was the early 1900s, 20s, 30s. Okay, so that's and yeah, well, definitely yeah. don't want to be around then because yeah, racism. no, that's that's well, that's a st- so. But I'm yeah. saying post Vietnam War, you get segregation ends. Yeah, and that's where America truly becomes the land of opportunity. Where my grandparents came, immigrants from Europe, okay. immigrants from Poland, and I know a lot of immigrants who came at that time and have become extremely successful because at that time it was i i spoke to a guy who when when i went to poland he lived in the united states for like 10 years Mm -hmm. and he said he was amazed at how much opportunity there was and for those people they can't believe bro that's such a different fucking i understand it's a different perspective but now time you're talking about an immigrant now times are changing right you know you have like i was saying before I mean, we're we're at that point where we're starting to cross into more censorship. Rights are starting to get. I'd say, 
more rights are starting to get taken away from us than given to us. Especially, I mean, I know this is a different, this is like an extreme situation, but COVID. Yeah. I mean, obviously, think about, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're at a time where, I, who knows how long this is going to last. I mean, vaccines are coming well, out. Well, I, I understand, but we don't. way off topic. <laughs> I, I, well, we're we're, we're still sitting flow. on the pol- yeah. politics side of it, right? And, well, besides the point, okay, so, well, I mean, let's move away from the Second Amendment. What yeah. would you change? And obviously, prohibition was, was... I would put an age cap on the president. There's a minimum. There should be a max. Why is some old-ass fart with dementia our president right now? You tell me that. I don't, I mean... How old is he? 70-something? 74, right? Biden fact check. Yeah, Biden fact check. Let's look that up. I, I like that's that's one thing, and I think this will like, we can seventy eight. Kind of, oh fucking yeah, God. but then what? What was he born? Can you? I, I can't do the math right now. That's fifties, right? He was born in the fifties, no, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, forties. In the 40s. <laughs> I think, dude, someone in the four. Nineteen forty two, dude. Nineteen forty two. Isn't that like a, a a important date in American history? 1942. That's during. I mean, that's during the World War Two. I believe the United States joined World War Two in 1941. I know, bro. Dude, am like, I not mistaken? I cannot. The believe. attack on the attack on Pearl Harbor was 1941, I believe. Right? If I'm not mistaken, or it could have been 1942. I'm getting a fact check on that. However, regardless, there should be a fucking age maximum. Yeah, but that's not. It that's should, not it's what 35. I think the max should that's be not 60. One of, that's not one of the amendments. I know, I know, but but what I'm trying to say is, bro, like, I look at these guys, and so I didn't vote. I yeah. have not registered to vote ever. I'm still not registered. I have no intention on planning, planning to register to vote. I do not want to partake in that because there's, there's yet to be a single person in American politics that I have looked at and was like, holy shit, this person genuinely wants to make, and I know I'm literally about to say Trump quote, but literally wants to make America great. Literally wants to make America the best it could possibly be. By the way, 1941, I was right. The 1941. States. So Good he was job. born right, at, right after World, Pearl Harbor. And the United States had just joined World War II. Right. Regardless. So I, I've yet to see anybody who's touched me and been like, wow, like I can really relate to this person, male or female, right? It doesn't matter. And they're genuinely going to fight not only for me, not only for the blacks, not only for the whites, not only for the Asians, not only for the old people, not only for the young, not only for the rich, not only for the poor, but for literally everybody. No one has shown me or told me a plan that is going to make America like unified. Well, I, I, I have a challenge for you on that. So why? But my question is... Because so, no, matter, no matter what kind of legislation you input, I feel like someone's going to have to suffer, right? Yeah, someone's, someone's always, the short always, always, always going to be a short end of the stick. I completely agree with you. However, right, I feel like if I'm not like, if I'm not like, okay, this person, I love him or her, great politician, I really believe in what they're saying, so I'm going to vote for them. If I don't have that feeling... Why should I have to choose between the lesser of two evils? Well, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. And for I think, me, I think, I think people, people, people voted for Biden because they didn't want Trump again. People voted for Trump. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to get into that. Well, but <laughs> I, think, I think here's here's where, you know, like I, I don't want to vote. I don't want to vote because I don't is, want somebody else. I want to vote because I want somebody. I mean, this, these two most recent elections are 
examples of, in which people were saying they, they didn't know who to choose. Lesser they two were evils. And I think two per- old farts. Four, well, three. Three old ass farts that do well, nothing I think, for this country. I think here's, here's the thing, right? I mean, for me, it's it's necess- It's the problem is, is that a lot of those old farts, quote unquote, as you say, are paid off, and I I don't necessarily think that the the problem is someone's like I said, someone's gonna receive the short end of the stick no matter yes. what, and no one is ever gonna fit that perfect politician that you look for because it's almost impossible and and that's that's i think in a sense i'm not talking about these politicians but i'm talking about like people every person everyone has a different opinion right everyone believes different things and i think the beauty of this country that why why can't you why can't there be someone that fixes everything because you can't fix that's, why well that's the problem with capitalism right capitalism's not not a perfect system I can't somebody come here and make it perfect, bro. Someone smarter so than you me. So you tell me. Someone smart. No, I'm not me. smart enough. I'm exactly, not smart enough. Because, cap- because no one has been able to figure out how to make capitalism a perfect system. Someone because has to, perfect. bro. It's, we got guys fucking telling me it's, that fucking millions of years or millions of light years in the fucking west of the fucking universe, some supernova fucking exploded, but you can't tell me how to fix capitalism? Because, Someone's got to be smart enough, man. You think people haven't thought of that? I think I think people have thought people of it, have but diff- because different in- intellectuals have different opinions on it, that's where you, that's where you get all these politicians. But this, who, so, who so different things and get paid off by these nest billionaires who a lot of them are geniuses. No, they're not. And they have some. Okay, t- all right, I'm obviously Catholic. some of them are geniuses. Who yes. Pay, yes. Right, and they yes. they figured out how to beat the system, quote unquote. And no, in capitalism, you're always gonna have the rich, you're always gonna okay. have the poor, you're always gonna have the middle class, no matter what you do, and. That's the problem with capitalism, right? It's it's not a perfect system. It's almost it's inevitable that you're gonna have an upper class, a middle class, a lower class. Yes. That's what you give up. But the best part, the good part about it is that it's freedom, right? You have the opportunity to go f- to jump classes. That's that's the beauty of it. Is that someone who gets yes. who's born in and I I think in the 2000s and 2010s i mean now now it's so even now still i i i think that use if you're born in a small town in in a low income community in alabama or the in the midwest right you have no matter what let's yeah the odds may be stacked against you versus a billionaire's child right Mm -hmm. obviously you're starting off at a significantly worse position. And yeah, it's unfair in that sense. The world's unfair. But you have the opportunity. There's a chance. It could be a 0.1% chance, but you have a chance to become something great. And I think that's the beauty of capitalism. And although it's not a perfect system, it gives people that, the key word, like like I've said, opportunity. Yeah, and so, I think that's that's why people have come to this country. That's why immigrants come. That's why we see illegal immigrants come to this country all the time. Why we see people want want to come to this country. Refugees. Obviously, yeah, exactly. Because this is a country that you can make. I I I know some illegal immigrants personally. Call them out. I'm, I'm not <laughs> gonna say names, but obviously, who've, who've 
who've become and actually a lot of them have gotten green cards over the years and and they've really they've they've done really well yeah because because they've come here in ho- with hope but that's and but with that's hard work mentality listen that's listen. what america I know is what right? you're saying and that's I think, america I think though no you're not what, talking about politicians you're talking about america yeah, well, well, i think america's a great place i think for me pol- my point is as long as politicians don't interfere with the with the op- the american dream what the american dream is the possibility of changing your life jumping from one economic class to the next i think as long as america doesn't interfere with that i think that that's or or for the most part restrict it because that's the kind of boundaries that we're talking about i think that my political opinion as long as those politicians don't interfere with that in the end really yeah in the last, I've, I've t- spoken to my father, who's who's who was born and raised here, and he's a big believer. And he's like, don't pay attention to politics because, in the end, you have to make the most of what your situation is. You put your head yeah. down, you work, and do things change all that much? Not, Not really. really. If let's say you don't pay attention to what's going on on the news and stuff, which it's important to stay informed. Yes. Don't want to be but you don't want to be too involved, get too emotionally connected to politics because that's where you start you start wasting your life away on focusing on these political agendas that really don't impact your life. You understand what I'm saying? And and our lives don't change too much based on those sort of I know changes. Do you know, get, you get yeah, what I'm saying? I get what you're saying because I've said this to my because my mom and dad hate that I didn't vote. And they were pressuring me mad hard to vote. And one thing they were saying is that, um, like, everything, everything, like, like every vote matters and, and bullshit like that. But I just, I can't get involved. Like I was saying before, man, it's like, like, I understand America's great. And, and at the end of the day, like, shit doesn't involve me. Like, that's what I always tell my parents. Like, you know, they're making all these big policies and that are going to change things. And, you know, obviously I've been blessed that I was born into a, a wealthy family and I've been provided for by my mom and my dad. And I haven't really had to struggle for, you know, food, money, shit. Like I didn't even have my first job until my freshman year of fucking college. I'm sorry, after my freshman year of fucking college. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, holy shit, I've been working since I was 14 years old. Right. Like I've been blessed, man. Like, you know, like great. And, you know, I have a good paying job that I'm, I, I, I've secured after college, so I don't really have to worry about, you know, unemployment and all these policies and shit. Like, I'm ready. I, I've set myself up. I'm good. But that's not America. Like, America set me up for that, right? Yeah. America, American capitalism set up that my parents worked hard to get the family to that certain class, and now the kids of that class can then prosper and go even further. Great. Fantastic. Fucking love America. Great. That's not what I'm talking about, bro. The politicians fucking suck. Tying it all back to the leadership. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Tying it back to the leaders, right? What we said is what we want to look for in a leader is what? Somebody who can make the hard decisions but also is making compromises. And what I said is is making compromises between whoever you're talking with and for the position of a politician, it's not just one person. It's the people of whoever they're governing, whether that's their city, the state, or the entire nation as a whole. And I think the issue comes... When they are trying to make decisions for a Republican Party 
or for a democratic party. And I know this might sound absurd, but I think the whole party system is fucking dumb as shit. I understand some people like government and money and social constructs a certain yeah. way, and other people like it the complete opposite. So yeah, you're going to have well, that divide and you George want those Washington leaders. George Washington was originally against political parties for yeah. that reason. And I think it's just but. stupid because like at the end of the day you have things that... He knew that, this shit was going to happen. Dude, you see you, what I'm talking it just about? Divide, it just divides the fucking nation, man. And I can't get behind somebody who's just shitting on the other person. Excuse me. Who's just shitting on the other person. Even if your viewpoints agree with me, if I look at you on camera and all you're doing is fucking pointing fingers at some other fucking person saying they're bad, they're shit, they're horrible... That doesn't breed confidence in me to want you to do better. You know what I'm saying? Let me just fudge in real quick. I'm just going to say, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But what if someone does agree with those politicians and what they're doing? Right? What do you mean? Like, let's say, let's take Joe Biden, for example. Yeah. There are people out there who look at what he's doing and say, okay, this is exactly what I want in a president. And what... I, I don't necessarily think that Joe Biden has been pointing a lot of fingers. He actually ran on the grounding of uniting America, quote unquote. I don't I don't necessarily believe that that's what he's doing, but some people believe that the policies that he's enacting is doing that, and they agree with ex- everything that he's enacting. So. Just because you don't necessarily believe in it doesn't, and obviously you have the dis, you have the decision and you have the right to make the decision not to vote. But there are certain people who really agree with what he's doing, yeah. And actually, and in that case, they're they're that's why they voted for him, and that's why people voted for Trump four years ago or five years ago. And I don't I don't necessarily believe. That, like, I, obviously, I think that all politicians are fucking scumbags for the most part. Yeah. And that they're all paid off. But I don't think that they're all... that. That's the modern temperature of politics where, where, it's, where it's become this pointing fingers thing. And it, there no politicians are ever going to be perfect for... Yeah, for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. I know. I'm just living in a pipe dream. Well, I, and we're probably never going to reach that point. I, I, I don't see how it could... Ne- I mean, it's possible, but it's going to be difficult, especially with the way our generation and younger generations are being brought up. I don't see how times are going to get better in the near future mm. than where they are now, right? I think that the millennials saw the pe- were born in the pinnacle of the United States. And... <laughs> Uh, and that's why they're so soft, and that's why our gener like, or well, my generation, because I know Gen Z, Gen Z is even worse. I, I, I sometimes I look at some of these kids. I, I mean, my sister's thirteen years old, and, mm, and it's let's just sad. It's sad. I think <laughs> I think that, and look, I, I know I'm starting to cross some other boundaries. I, I, she's got friends that are saying at thirteen years old that they're saying they're bisexual, mm. um, transgender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and listen, fine, whatever. But that's, I think that's a fucking problem, right? Yeah, they're too I, young. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me, right? And they're starting to get involved in politics. You, you know, you still have five years before you could vote. Who's that chick from fucking Germany? Greta Thornburg? Where is she from? 
Sweden. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that bitch, dude. She's so annoying. I I I I don't know. I I just you know. I just think that a lot of like these newer generations. Were, it was just, like I said before. Times have been so good that we've gotten spoiled. Yeah. And it could just it, it's only going downhill from here. In my opinion, I don't know how far downhill it's gonna go. But especially looking at these politicians and how they're fucking paid off and shit. Bullshit. I think it's all bullshit. Bullshit. Whatever. Those are just our opinions, yo. But now, with every episode, it's time to go from from the the deep. (laughs) And with our live studio audience today, we're going to have live questions. So similar to what we were doing in our finale, we have no clue what these guys are about to say. We're going to have our live reactions for you guys. Coming up first is our man, Sam Reiskies. Follow him on Instagram, <laughs> samu.ray, S-A-M-U dot R-E-I. Follow him. Right, Sam, Sam, welcome Tennis. to the potty. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty inspirational question. When was the, f- the last time you left your comfort zone? Ooh, what a great fucking question, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. We know what the comfort zone is, man. God, that's also shout out, shout out Germany. I think, I think for me most recently it was when I was uh, searching for an internship, and my dad told me, and my my friend who who goes, I'm fortunate enough to have a really close friend who goes to Yale. I don't necessarily... Okay, I'm not fortunate enough, but yeah. I mean, it, it's it's good to see that perspective of things. But my dad and him, because my dad's pretty involved in the corporate world, and he was saying, use LinkedIn and start reaching out to people. And obviously, that's a little bit uncomfortable for me because you're starting to reach out. You're reaching out to people who you don't know and you're contacting them on social media. Yeah. And it's crazy because I had less fear, you know, back in like hitting up people our age on social media. And then all of a sudden when it comes to like, I don't know what it is. It was, it was intimidating for me to contact people that are directly involved in these companies, but it almost works the same way as like contacting a girl, I guess you could say, where you have to get rid of that fear of rejection, right? Yeah. So I, I started contacting people that I don't know I had mutual connections with on LinkedIn and I was super uncomfortable with it at first I mean I'm contacting people who I haven't who like my old basketball in this particular instance I contacted my old basketball coach who I haven't talked to in like seven years right Mm -hmm. and I contacted him because he used to work at, at a company called actually I'm not going to mention the company because I don't want to speak about it on this this particular podcast but basically I reached out and I said and I reached out to a few more people but I said uh, hey listen I'm interested and he used to work at this particular company I said hey do you know anyone in this company that I could get in contact with I'm I'm interested in getting an internship Mm -hmm. whatever blah 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 and he responded contacted some people and then I was able to get an interview and now bang, I have a summer on. internship. That's cool. Congrats. And, that's, and I mean, that that comes from coming out of your comfort zone. You, yeah. you, you never know what could happen. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times only good things could come out of coming out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and not being afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because failing is what ultimately makes you a better person, yeah. I think, and improves you. 
right? I, I, I don't see a lot of times people, people are afraid to fail and, and for, for good reason. Yeah. Because it's disappointing to fail, but so, you never know. Sometimes those failures could lead to better things and you don't see it in the present, but yeah. you just never know what could happen. Alright, so, so that's good though. Yeah, that's fire. Um, so when was the last time I was out of my comfort zone? So if you guys don't know, I used to have a girlfriend for two years. That ended. <laughs> um, but yeah, so being in a relationship for two years changes you. Um, you know, you're not really looking at like talking with other girls and shit. Because you have a girlfriend, right? So we broke up and like it's it felt so weird to like have to try to like talk to girls again. Because like it's it, not that I don't know how to talk to girls because obviously like I know how to talk to girls. I've had experience before um, that relationship. But like for such a long time, I didn't have to worry about that. To where now that I'm in the position where now I'm, you know, I'm back in the single life. I'm trying to, yeah. to Mac and shit like that. Like, even like, like sliding in the DMs, like you hear that phrase all the time, like as a joke and shit. But, you know, when you don't know somebody and your you only point of contact, shot, right? yeah, the only point of contact is fucking Instagram or Snapchat or something like that, right? Like, you have to take that first step. And even when you're chilling with, like, maybe we're at a house and some girls are over. Right, and I've had this experience, and I'm not gonna call out names. I'm not gonna put anybody under the belt like that. But like I would, you know, even like approaching a girl and like talking, like you were saying before, it's that fear of failure, that fear of being rejected. It's like I don't like I want to be confident in my like I am confident in myself, but if I get rejected, I'm gonna feel less confident, right? So yeah, I mean, just coming out of my comfort zone, being able to kind of reignite conversations with girls again, trying to pick them up, like. It's definitely different, and I've been trying to get back into it, but, I mean, definitely shaky. Not the best at it. So if you got any tips, definitely <laughs> leave a comment how to slide into girls' DMs. Put that under the post for this episode. 100%. But regardless, we got another question from our other live studio audience. Shout out Zach Halma. You heard the name before. He's already sat in on a couple podcasts. I don't know if I shout out his Instagram yet, so I'm going to do it again. Follow him, halmapod 20 I mean, that's pretty straightforward. So, Zach, what Tennis. you got for us? Also, how uh, Geo Maps follow? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, you know, the seasons are, are changing. Spring's right around the corner. And, you know, with, you know, the changing of the seasons and everything, I'm, I'm starting to remember, you know, one year ago around this time, which is, you know, initially when COVID hit. Mm. So, we're kind of at that one-year anniversary mark. And... In reflective of the past, you know, 12 months, um, I've thought a lot about how I've changed thing, how I've changed as a person, um, things that I noticed about myself, things that I've changed about myself that I 100% would have not noticed if COVID never happened. So my question for you, and I guess also for viewers listening is, you know, maybe to ask yourself, um, for good and for bad, what have you noticed changed in your life in the past year? Um, and, you know, do, do you like what you see in the mirror one year, one year later? I love what I see in the mirror because I've been working out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's basically it, yo. Like, uh, 
It's actually exactly the the year anniversary. We we went on spring break last year yeah. and we didn't come back. Yeah. Our last day at school together was right before spring break last year and we never came back. And we're on spring break right now. So it's exactly one year anniversary. I got fucking snap memories of it. Regardless. So um, when we went back home, I started running. Um, I picked up running. My boy Elmar hit me up one day. was like, yo, did you know uh, a 5K a day keeps the Rona away? That was his line. And... I actually just got a snap memory of the first run I did the day after he fucking told me that. It was over in England because I was celebrating my sister's wedding. Regardless. Mm. Um, so I started running and I liked it. I enjoyed it. And then I had this fucking thought in my head like, yo, let's run a fucking half marathon. What if I, like, let's train myself for a half marathon. Let's fucking do it. Mm -hmm. So I gave myself six weeks. I said, can I run a half marathon in six weeks? And I fucking did it. Did I have blisters on my feet? Yes. Did I lose two toenails in the process? Yes. But I fucking ran the half marathon and I felt great. Regardless, that mentality kept coming in me. Oh, wow. Pause. <laughs> that was mad sus. Regardless. That mentality, <laughs> that mentality stayed in me. Right? And, and, and for the past couple months now, I've been working out. I've um, been going to the gym five, six days a week at the Teak Gym. As of right now, I've never hit higher numbers in my life, in all of my major lifts. In my bench press, I've never had higher numbers. In my squat, I've never had higher numbers. In my deadlift, I've never had higher numbers. I remember last couple years ago, I could only do 315 once. I hit it for seven the other day. I could squat 225 once. I hit it for 10 the other day. I couldn't even come close to benching 185. I hit it for three the other day. Like, yeah. for me, this quarantine, I worked on myself. And I've progressed and tried to change myself. Not necessarily like anything like emotionally. Yeah. Although, yes, like I have, but I'm not going to go over that because I'll yeah. probably just sound mad depressed and I don't want to depress the audience. <laughs> but physically, I've tried to change myself to make myself emotionally feel better. And I definitely have. And I felt better. I think for me, obviously, I started off quarantine working out a lot. Because you're bored, you know, everyone was inside, and I got in fucking really good shape. I mean, I was the heaviest I ever was, but not in a bad way. I think I weighed, my all-time high was 189, and for a 5'11 person, that's pretty, that's pretty high, and I was 5'11, I was 5'11 running, you saw the numbers on Runkeeper, I was yeah, running baby. every fucking day, and I, and I lifted every day, and I was fucking eating right, I was... I was doing so well. But I mean, granted, summer. there came a point where summer came and my friends and I, I, we obviously know I'm a conspiracy theorist and we said, fuck it. And, <laughs> stop. and we, we decided we're going to, we're not going to let this stop us from living our lives. And I did feel this in the past, but I think during COVID and the quarantine, this whole situation made you really appreciate doing things, not necessarily the party scene. I'm talking like going outdoors and doing things like... We got to talk about that. How Yo, <laughs> but, different episode, but yeah, fuck, yeah. I just got mad depressed even more. But, bro. but I'm not talking about the party scene. I think it made me appreciate those times that I, that I had with my, that I have with my friends, the memories that mm. I make how short life really is and how I don't want to fucking waste time. Wow, you're spitting heat right now. That I want to go live my fucking life, right? Yeah. And 
make memories that are going to that I'm that are going to last me a lifetime and those experiences and trips that I had included like going rafting or going mm. hiking or doing that kind of shit and this summer was the best summer of my life that's tough. right and it made me realize kind of how short life really is and how you yeah. really have to appreciate every moment you have the good times and the fucking bad yep. and you have to make the most of those bad times yep 100 percent. that's pretty much it i mean yeah well thank you sam thank you zach for the questions and thank you all for listening we appreciate everything that you guys have done stay tuned next week episode two of season two we'll be back and we're back officially season two every friday catch us peace we got a guest next episode too Ha 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 ha!